Here we go, episode 17 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you today, a day later, but, you know, nothing changes here. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah? Yeah, today sucked. Rain all day. I, today was a good rainy day. No. Yeah. And what, when, is, when is it a good rainy day? Well, I was at work, so when it rains at work, we do nothing. Oh, well, yeah, that's good for you. So I come home, and I had some things to do, and I was just relaxing. I had nowhere to be. And it was just nice laying in my bed, on my computer, doing some things. You know, it was it was yeah. nice. You know, you hear the raindrops hit the, the window. It's uh, good. Yeah. Good for you. Man. I mean, it sucked for yeah, you. You were delivering pizza. Yes, yeah. I understand. It sucks sometimes. I know. And I work at my other job. It's terrible. Mm. But let's talk some sports. Uh, lots have happened, especially over the weekend. And there's a lot happening right now. In baseball, we're going to get to baseball in a little bit. Mets and Yankees. Um, you can tell I'm in a bad mood. The Mets just took out Marcus Stroman. Another injury. So we'll get to them in a little bit. We have a nice list today. I'm very excited for this list. What do we call it? The top five biggest disappointments? Disappointments, yeah. In teams. Sp- yes, teams. In Not really. We didn't give a year, but most of ours are recent, right? Yeah. Recent teams. So we're going to do that in a little bit. Because um, it leads us right into the Nets. Yeah. That's the what Brooklyn, made me think of it, honestly. Right. The Brooklyn Nets, they lost in round two. I mean, shocked, mm-hmm. right? They lose to the Bucks in game seven at home. Now, they had Kevin Durant. He played phenomenal. He was phenomenal, right? He, I, he actually probably solidified himself as the best player in the NBA. Right. I think we agree on that, right? Yeah. And he didn't have Harden. He had half a Harden. He didn't have Kyrie. Harden comes back after getting hurt in game one. He comes back game five. He was clearly injured, but he was showed a lot of showed toughness. I mean, that was really tough. Yeah. And we know Harden. Harden doesn't do that um, load management thing. No. He doesn't. He always plays. If he could play 82 games a year, he plays 82 games a year. And it was very interesting. It was weird to see him limited because you could really tell he was hurt. Right. Um... Like you said, he was limited. That game seven, he didn't play well at all. Um, now, we're not going to rip on him because, like we said, he was hurt. But still, I didn't get the whole – I know they don't have the best bench, but Steve Nash playing him 53 minutes when he's hobbled is kind of crazy. You could tell he was off, though. The game before, they had a fast break opportunity, and James Harden, he just, like, stopped. Yep. Like, he just couldn't run the floor that fast. So, obviously, that injury was uh, restricting him. But, yeah, man, like, what a disappointment. I, I can't believe that this Nets team, uh, we said on the show, I said, after they took that 2-0 lead, I was like, should we just give them the championship already? Now, granted, at the time, the big three was healthy. And I think of the big well, three. Well, Kyrie was, I think, Harden was hurt. Well, they had, no, but they game two, they, Harden was hurt for game two? Yeah, Harden got hurt in game one, first right. seconds of game if one. They, if they stayed healthy, I, you know, I think they would be NBA champions. That's my opinion. A hundred, but they would have won this series if they had Harden at seventy five percent and not whatever percentage and they you know, had him at. We when we were talking about the Nets during the regular season and everyone, we just kept talking about they're so good. I don't know if we see anybody stopping this team. The only thing that was a concern was we said they have a little bit of injury problems, and you it seems like this big three just can't play to, together at the same time. Someone's always hurt. They didn't. They played like what nine or ten games together yep. during the regular season, so. 
turns out, you know, no matter how good your team is, health will always, you know, restrict you. You know what's crazy? They they did the load management thing. I mean, Hard, Harden had gotten hurt toward the end of the year, but in the middle of the year, in the beginning, he was there. He wasn't. He played every game. Yeah. Kyrie would, you know, take a trip. You know, you know, you know what I mean by yeah. trip. He would take some time off. Right. He would do this. He ended up being hurt a little bit, and Durant got hurt for a, a big chunk of the year. He he hurt. What did he hurt? I forget what he he hurt. Um, was it his calf? Was it that? Something like that. And he missed at least a month, maybe two. So yeah, we knew injuries were an issue, but they never pushed them in the regular season, and it makes right. you think: was it worth it? Was it worth it to maybe? Sit them here and there. Sit them on a back-to-back. Don't play them together all the time. Because I don't think chemistry was a problem. But could it have been toughness? Not being able to play through any pain because you Um, didn't play through the back-to-backs? Or are they old enough where they know how to do that? I think this this whole load management thing was really underrated is... It's like, oh, let, let's, you know, let's not play them a lot. Let's give them off days. Let's not go crazy with them on the minutes and everything. But... You can't do that and then say, okay, it's playoff time. Go play 48 minutes. Like, you – that's not how it works. Ideally, they don't want to do that. I mean, I, I don't think that if if they had Durant – I mean, if they had Kyrie, excuse me, and they had Harden at 100%, I don't think Durant's right. playing 50 minutes a game. But, okay. yeah, that was crazy that Harden played 52 minutes the other night. I mean, that was unbelievable. And he, he looked a little more comfortable, but – he was trying to do too much. He was taking more shots. He was actually going to the basket a little bit. Right. He was playing a little more like himself, but you can still clearly see that he was hurt. And he was almost shooting on one leg. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. His tippy toes were on yeah. the court, and he had the one foot, the one leg that was good, just you know planted on the ground. Yeah. It was it was crazy. I can't believe he played. They ended up coming out. They had a great grade two strain. He was playing through. Right. You know what I was thinking of while I was watching that game. No matter how great the Nets are, right? Like, we look at this team, the, this big three and everything, and how great every player is on that team, KD's always going to be the guy. Like, James Harden is, we're talking about MVP, like one of the best players in the world. And I like I keep beating the dead horse, he was hurt, but you just see him, like, take, take the back seat and let Durant, you know, go to work. Like, it's just incredible that you have... These great players on the court with you, but KD's just so good. He's always going to be the guy to take those big shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now it's decision time for this team. You know, they're probably going to have to dish out some contract extensions here. Dinwiddie's Uh, gone. Dinwiddie's a free agent. Do they bring him back? I'll tell you right now. I don't know how they will. They have the space for him. I don't think Harris is back. Well, I don't want to sound like... I don't think the Nets are going to care much about... Well, Nets fans won't care much about that. He's being paid a lot of money. He signed a $70 million contract in the offseason. And, you know, even, the, you know, you look at the regular season last season and then this season, you were like, yeah, he's worth that. He's right. that good. But he was so abysmal in the playoffs. He was terrible. You might see, you know, I think Durant and Kyrie and even Harden have so much control over that team. They might say, yeah, probably. we can't deal with that again. He had a nightmare in the postseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was gone. But yeah, I think I think they should do do anything they can to bring Dimwitty back. Right. I mean, he is a very good player, and he's been there through the rebuild. Net fans love him. He's you know like the only guy still there. But they yeah they have a lot of decisions to make. They're like, do we say they're gonna win? The, like, are they the, they're the favorites, right? 
next year? Yeah. They, they have they to have be the to. favorites. I you mean, know, I, well, listen, a lot's going to happen over the offseason. Who knows where, you know, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, all these guys can be on different teams. So you don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah, with, with the rosters in the league right now, you would say easily they're the favorite again next year. They have to be, and... Hopefully, uh, Kevin Durant's playing with Team USA. So is James Harden. So I'm sure the Nets are just in love with those decisions there. <laughs> I actually heard Frank Isola. I forget what newspaper he works for. But he had said the Nets probably are actually okay with uh, Durant playing because he hasn't really played that much. Right. So as long as he stays healthy, Listen, they kind of want him to have some game action. They're not playing a 40-game you know, season. What is it? Ten is, is it even 10 games at the most? No, it's not. Um, it's practices, couple games. Is is Coach K still coaching the? No, Olympic team. I don't think it's. Is it him? I thought it, no. It's Pop. It's Greg oh, Popovich. Pop. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the Nets can't be too happy at least about Harden. I mean, he's hurt. He's still hurt. Right. Dan's based Watson just had a three run shot. Three nothing Braves. Oh, good. Um. Yeah. So the Nets. I'd say they're the favorites, but again, you don't know. If you take all the free agents, right, or potential trade pieces, so let's say you take, you know, let, let's just say you take Lillard, you take, who else is potential? Luca. Those are free agents you're talking about, no. or guys who can move? In the guys that can move. Luca. Uh, I would say Zion, Dane, but I don't know how serious that Zion. Is. Okay, so let's just say those three. Okay. Are those three better than the three that Brooklyn has? Luca, Dame, and Zion? No. No, right? I, I mean, think I think is. I think Luca's like almost Luca's like Harden's level. Like yeah. he's not like Durant level. Like no. he's not top three in the league yet. Um, Dame's right by Kyrie. Dame's right by Kyrie, and then Zion is not. You know, then you're st- Durant's still left. So not Zion's e- not close to Durant. Not even in the same. I mean, that would still be an insane big three. So, the, uh, let's stop there because we do want to talk about. The Milwaukee Bucks, who just played a phenomenal series. They had to win that series, but they played very good in it. And they win, and they're going to play the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to get to that in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, the Bucks, guy stepped up. Chris Middleton, prove me wrong. I wasn't a huge fan of him. He's phenomenal. He is. He's their closer. He's the guy they go to when they need a big shot, and they did. Giannis played really well. His free throw, man. <sighs> oh, it's brutal. It's brutal to watch. It is so annoying. Did he you takes see Harden's reaction seconds. to it in Game uh, Six? Yes. He's you know, dribbling, dribbling, and Harden's just like yelling at the refs. He's like, "You're just gonna keep letting him do this." You know, I would think for a guy that doesn't shoot free throws that well, maybe he would try. It's it's obviously a mental thing if he's taking that long. Oh, it's so like, a mental dude, it's thing with him. Just a free throw. Him. Like, stop thinking about it so much. It's a free throw. It's so a mental thing. I mean, Ben Simmons is another uh, another story, but I mean, with I mean, Giannis is cl- like. He'll shoot one and, and drain it, like not even hit the rim of the backboard, and then he'll have an air ball. Right. That's, that's got to be mental with him. So that that was brutal to watch. It was so funny when the fans were counting, you know, oh to 15. God, they would get to like 12 or 15, and he would start the shooting motion. You know uh, the Adam Silver made the net, uh, the net stop doing that, that when they did a countdown on the – or was it the Heat? One of them. The Heat started it where they did that countdown on the scoreboard really? while he was shooting, and they, they made them stop. That's funny. Um, but speaking about Giannis, this guy is obviously an incredible player, MVP, he's a great defender, um, and I think he proved a lot of his haters wrong. Like we were talking about it earlier in the series. He was getting hated on a lot. There was a lot of slander going his way. 
I think the reason why is people like he doesn't have that lovable play style where we see Steph Curry and Luka and all these guys hitting the and Durant hitting these crazy shots and these you know hitting getting on hot streaks scoring 15 and a quarter off the, on just on threes and stuff like that. He's not going to be like that. He's going to beat you in transition, get in the paint, get you in foul trouble. Um beat you with his size, his athleticism, and the only drawback to his game is late in the game when you need a big shot. He can't hit it. He can't he can't hit that big shot. But that's the issue when we talk about LeBron and we talk about these stars, we kind of talk about what do they do late in the game? What are they able to do when, you know, you're the team's backs against the wall and you have to get a big shot. Right. You need a big shot. He's not that guy. Middleton's that guy. Right. So that's going to hold him back from potentially being one of the being considered the best player in the league because he can't do True. that. But then again, you also, you know, you need a big N1. Giannis can get you that. You know, you need a – it's a one-score game. Giannis can get to the basket. And also that helps – it draws the defense in because he's so great at getting to the basket that shots open up in other in, in other areas. I've given him unnecessary slander. I just don't like him for whatever reason. I, I don't like him. But he's a great player. He's a defensive player of the year. Award winner. Yeah. And he's besides the shot, he's all around a great player. So they have a big series coming up against the Hawks. And let's talk about the Hawks before we talk about the 76ers because that's a whole other story yeah. on itself. So the Hawks upset the 76ers. They win in seven games in Philadelphia. The five seed Hawks, who had beaten the Knicks in five games, the four seed Knicks, I cannot believe, and I myself included, predicted the Knicks to beat this Hawks team. They yeah. they are gritty, they play good defense, and they have a good shot. And they were tough to beat, obviously, for the Knicks, but for the 76ers they posed a threat because nobody can guard Trey Young. Right. And Trey Young didn't even play well in game seven and they were still able to get open, hit shots, and be a dominant team and I could not believe they actually beat Philadelphia, even though we Listen, predicted we, it. Yeah, like, I was just about to say that. We both agreed and said that the Hawks were going to win this series in seven games. But the reasoning we gave was not what happened. You know, we were concerned about Embiid's health. That's why we predicted we them said, to win we, in we, seven. We said the Hawks were a good team, and they proved a lot of the you know people wrong in that Knicks series. They were better than we thought. But with Embiid, Embiid was fine. He didn't have it. It didn't seem like he was being held back at all with that meniscus. The first couple of games, he looked like he was, you know, walking around funny. But yeah, I mean, he, he did not play like he it. He played his ass off. Um, ben Simmons did not really hold Trey Young that much. I mean, I to be honest with you, I only watched like the last three games of that series. I didn't see every single game. Um, I know Trey Young wasn't playing that much. I mean, I I know Ben Simmons wasn't guarding Trey Young the entire time. But I think we need to talk about that. Ben Simmons is the the most hated man in America, especially in Philadelphia the past couple of days. Like this is seriously like people are ripping this guy apart. And I think rightfully so, honestly. Couldn't happen to a better city. No, um <laughs> Philadelphia it's weird. You you look at that first of all, let's just talk about Philadelphia. I mean the players that they have brought in, you know, drafted high you know, put expectation on, signed to big contracts. Carson Wentz is somebody that comes oh to mind. Oh, you're talking about like all that. the sports. Okay. I'm talking about all the sports. And now you look at Ben Simmons, and we 
we knew that he couldn't shoot. Right. But when he he was drafted, how long ago? Um, five, six years ago? Five years ago. Shooting was a big part of this game. And the fact that... Four years ago. I don't know. Sorry. The fact that we didn't realize this was going to be an issue is kind of concerning. Right. We knew the guy couldn't shoot since he came out. So what did we think that he was going to develop a shot? I mean, I always thought he would, but still it's been a known problem and he's been coddled and he's been just protected by people in Philadelphia, by his teammates, by the organization. And it's finally coming to light when they needed him the most, because when you think about it, in the past couple of years, they've had guards to, to you know, score the ball. They had Jimmy Butler right. and Tobias Harris and a fully healthy Joel Embiid, even though, again, he didn't look like he was injured. Yeah. But still, there was a lot of pressure on Ben Simmons here, and he didn't show up. And you're paying a guy that much money to play defense, not take shots, rebound, maybe pass the ball here and there. He's afraid of the basketball. I mean, he's useless on the all. He, he takes it up, hands it off to Tobias Harris or Seth Curry or whoever, and he'll, like, just stand, like, by the corner. Like, he's literally, like, he's like, all right, guys, like, you take it from here. Like, he's useless in a half-court offense. It's unbelievable. Um, the free throws are terrible. I mean, the guy shot 34% from the free throw line. Um, I think it's one of the worst. I, I, I think it may be the worst percentage in NBA yeah. postseason history. Yeah. Which is unbelievable considering and how many times Shaq went to the line. He shoots with the wrong hand. He's not, he's a, uh, does he shoot with his right hand or his left hand? I thought he was a lefty. Yeah, I think he shoots lefty, but his, his hand is a right, he has a right dominant hand. I, I but saw. But he came up as a lefty. So I, he was like, okay, like, I'll just shoot lefty. Like, I guess his dad wanted him to be a lefty or something. I saw a report that he's considering changing his shooting hand. Yeah, you, you, you think he would want to consider that? Maybe. I mean, try anything yeah. at this point. Can't make a shot? Like, oh, maybe I should try shooting with my right, even for free throws. There was a report out there today I saw that he's careless, that he doesn't, he's lazy, he doesn't really try and, and, and be better, which I don't I don't know if I believe it or not, but this is coming within the organization and that there, I saw Stephen A. Smith got a text from somebody today inside the organization, I don't know how much I believe him, but it, it basically, it connects everything that we think is going to happen and that they're probably going to move off of him. Right, I think they will too. I don't. I don't. Something's got to happen. Right? I don't see how this relationship between whether it's the fans and the organization and now his head coach, who threw him under the bus completely. Doc Rivers was asked after the game if he thinks that Ben Simmons is capable of being a starting point guard on a playoff team, and he basically said he didn't know, and he shrugged his shoulders and sat down like like, you know, bad body language, everything, and straight face. Wow. So it was it was not a good scene after you know, the game there. Speaking of Doc Rivers, I don't think this guy should be, like, fired. But I think it's kind of underrated the the bad job he's done in the playoffs as a head coach. I mean, he's had multiple times where he's choked playoff series. I think he's got the last five uh, teams to choke a 20-point lead in the playoffs in the NBA. He's wow. got four of them. He's got four out of five as a, as a coach. Um, I mean... You know the guys. The guys regarded as a respected coach. A very from good his days, coach. His days with the Celtics, but you think about his coaching career. What about his time with the Clippers? That team was fantastic. They never even made it to a finals. You know, you had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford, like these great players. 
and they always fell short in the playoffs. They always seem to choke in the playoffs. So I don't know what it is. I don't know how he, you know, why they're choking games with him as a coach. Is it all on him? No, but he's got to have something to do with it. He's the damn head coach. He's got something to do with it, but also I think with this season especially, there's a lot of blame to go around. You can blame it on Doc. You can blame it on Ben, obviously, but I don't know if I love the team currently constructed. Me neither, yeah. And I think he's going to get a pass, especially in his first season. Yeah, like I said, I don't think he should be. I don't think he should get a pass. I think he shouldn't be fired, but. I don't. I don't think the the management should just look at the season and be like, oh, like the roster wasn't that great. Like he, gets he doesn't make any in game adjustments, which no. is crazy, and, and that he hasn't learned over the years because he's been known for this. You see his former player Josh Smith, Josh John Josh, Smith, Josh, Josh Smith, the uh, the Hawks. Josh yes, Smith? he had he went on a rant. Really? Some type of I don't know. What I know he on. used to be. Yeah. Well, he was with him with the Clippers. Yeah, and he was just. I mean, I can't repeat what he was saying. Right. Just, wow, that bad? Yeah, about Doc Rivers, about how bad he is, about how he's a bad guy, how he's a bad yeah. bad guy. Yeah, that too. It was crazy. I wow. mean, he was cursing him out. I'll, I'll pull up the video after we uh, we break. But listen, maybe it's something that we don't know. Yeah, the fans or media doesn't know, and within the league, he's not respected as a very good head coach. But yeah, I think Simmons is gone. I just don't know what you get for him. I think you could get something decent. The for contract's him. brutal. The contract is brutal. I That's why I don't think you're going to get a lot. For yeah, him. but the attraction of him being still like a young player, he's his defense is great. He's uh, very versatile. You could play him at basically four different positions. Um, actually, not shooting guard. I don't know why you would want to put Ben, ben no, Simmons as a shooting. You guard. wouldn't put him there. Um, but then again, basketball is pretty positionless nowadays. You know, like point guard versus shooting guard, especially like shooting guard versus small forward and power forward. Like these guys can play all over the place. Um, but I think you could still get something decent for him. The thing I will say is, I used to, I never was a fan of Ben Simmons. My my brother was. We used to have arguments all the time. He he thought Ben. You know, people were calling Ben Simmons the next Magic Johnson, literally. I remember that. Um, I got on board with that. And I was like, the thing was, oh. When he develops a shot, when he develops a shot, like, people were just acting like, oh, he's going to develop a shot. Like, obviously, he's going to develop a shot. Like, that's like, you know, me talking about D. Gordon, and I'm like, oh, when, when he starts hitting home runs, man, he's going to be so... Like, it's not that easy. You can't just, all of a sudden, he's going to develop a shot and be shooting 40% from the th- from three-point range. So, he's, afraid, he's afraid to take shots. Do you remember... Last week on on Friday's episode, I did a we did a would you rather with players. Yeah, and I said R.J. Barrett or Ben Simmons, and you took Ben and I took R.J. Would you change that at all right now? Um, you're, I know you're not. Um, no, I'm not gonna change. You're that not gonna change now. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I would, honestly, I don't want to sound like you know uh, super gullible, and I and I just no, that's, gullible's not the word. Give me a word for where you uh, um, you change your e- like easy mind. No, uh, no, easily sway my opinion based on recent events, recency bias. Yeah, I don't want to have a recency bias here. Um, but maybe I just you know I didn't see much of Ben Simmons this year, and that kind of like me watching him recently. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe he's not that as good as that show because I obviously watched a lot of R.J. Barrett. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't want to answer that question, honestly. All right, I'll I don't, ask I don't you. know if I can. Like, I'll ask you in a few weeks. All right. I'm still taking RJ. 
I'm not going down. Listen, that for the future, me. give me RJ all day. But like we said, that was for your you need you're playing a game tomorrow. Who are you taking? So um, we want to do an over under for both series now. The um, the Clippers and Suns. It's 8:52. Game two hasn't started yet. We know Phoenix has won. So when we talk about them, we're gonna give an over under prediction for that series. Um, this game, you know, whether it's we do it when there's five minutes into the game, it's not going to change our opinion, obviously. But for the Bucks, Hawks, over under five and a half. Who do you got? Uh, but I'm going over, and I'm going to take the Bucks in six. Okay, I am going to say under. I'm going to take the Bucks in five. Okay. Yeah, I just. I think the Bucks. Listen, if the Bucks don't get it done this year, then wow! Like I, I, you, this is the year for them to get to the finals. To get to the finals, I think I think they'll lose in the championship to okay. either of these teams. But yes, they have to get to the finals, and I, I honestly think they're going to do it convincingly here. I, I don't think there's anybody yeah. that could remotely touch Giannis. I think the Hawks. I think the Hawks match up terribly with the Bucks. They match up so. You got so Drew bad. Holiday and. He can. Uh, we, st- I think he can stay with Young better yeah, than anybody else. That's well, yeah. Defensively, Drew Holiday can. You're right. And then you have the the presence of Giannis. There's on the literally. In I mean, maybe maybe DeAndre Hunter, who's a pretty good defender, could. Is have, he coming back? No, he's done. Maybe he could have not again not stopped Giannis, but kind of contained him a little right. bit. John Collins isn't going to do that. No, I don't know who's taking Middleton. And then uh, an interesting matchup is. Brooke Lopez versus Clint Capella. Yeah, they cancel each other out Brooke almost. Lopez is like a shooting center. He's kind of like a stretch five. Like, the guy can shoot really well from three-point range. Um, and Clint Capella is a guy who he can't shoot at all. He's he's an old-school type center, big rebounder, physical guy. So, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But, yeah, like I said, I think they, they mad, the, the Hawks are at a disadvantage right now in terms of a matchup. And the Hawks have been... A really impressive team, and you know Trey Trey Young's had a great postseason, really made a name for himself. But I think the magic ends here. Yeah, so do I. And the, again, like we said, the Bucks need to get it done here. Let's head over to the Western Conference Finals. So, the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns without Chris Paul, and the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Now, over the weekend, the Clippers I think stunned everybody, and they won two games without Kawhi Leonard to. End the series, really. They won one in Utah. They ended it in Utah. And they... Wait. No, they ended it in LA. And they won game five in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, game five in Utah without Kawhi. Which is incredibly impressive. They dominated. Terrence Mann dropped 40 points. I got a question. Is that more impressive for the Clippers? Or is that more embarrassing for the Jazz? Oh, God. It's a terrible loss for the Jazz. I I think it's more embarrassing for the Jazz. I'm going to go with the – I think – I'm going to say the Clippers. It's more impressive with the Clippers okay. just because they played real – I mean, they played very well. Yeah. I mean, the Jazz, I think, are starting to get a reputation of they're like – Kind of like the Bucks. They're kind of like a choke artist, and they, they play really well. I think it's kind of like they have a very good team aspect to them, the Jazz. But when it comes to the postseason, they, they just don't have enough star power – to, to get it done. Like, Rudy Gobert is, is a great – he's the second-best player on the team, we'd say. And he's a great player, but he's not a, a Joel Embiid or a, a, a Jokic guy where he's going to, you know, he can do anything. He can Create shoot threes, offensively. He can, exactly. He's a defensive guy. 
I I completely agree. I think the Jazz are building this reputation now. They were so dominant in the regular season. A lot of people had put them in the finals, and they couldn't live up to it. They beat, they lost to a banged up Clippers team. Do you think they might get a little crazy in the offseason, the Jazz? I The only thing I think happens is a disgruntled star like Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell gets yeah. himself out of there. But I don't apparently think... he's been unhappy for a while, Donovan yeah. Mitchell. I don't think he's going to... I don't think they're going to go and make a move. Right. Like a big move, okay. crazy move. But I think if he requested a trade or something, then yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I can see happening. But, so the Jazz are out. The Clippers lost game one to the Phoenix Suns, who did not have Chris Paul. But Donovan... Uh, Donovan... Devin Booker dropped 40 points, had a triple-double. Triple he was phenomenal. First it was a great career, game. Right? Um, I think I it was. It wasn't? Yeah. I think it was def- It was obviously his first triple-double in the postseason. I don't know. i got to look. He's at the, He's up there now with the most 40-point uh, games in a, po- in a postseason. Yes. One of the youngest in guys, too. He's incredible. He, he really is. is. He can get a bucket whenever he now, needs. Now, CP3 is supposed to come back somewhat soon, yes. but... Ka- is Kawhi done? I think Kawhi no, might be done. There's no word on Kawhi. And obviously we know how he works and his camp works. They're yeah. very sketchy. Yeah. They do everything, you know, without telling anybody. Right. So, uh, I would imagine... I saw a report that he possibly tore his ACL. When he, when they I also burst, saw that. Yeah. So, nobody really knows. Right now, they're they just like calling... They, like, feared that he tore it. They're just calling it a sprain. Yeah, because the Clippers probably had no clue what was going on. Yeah. Which is the, which is the scariest part. I know. So... Obviously, you have to watch out for that. Um, you want to do the prediction right now? Yeah. I want to we'll talk, talk about the Suns. Yeah, we'll do an over-under now. All right, so I'm going to say under five and a half. I'm going to take the Suns to win in five. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying five. Maybe Kawhi comes back for a cup, a game or two. But Chris Paul's going to be back probably by the game time they four. head to three or four. Yeah. So. That's my prediction, too. That's what I was going to say. Five. Suns in five, yeah. I think the Suns are winning the championship. I think this is the Suns' championship to lose right now. You think so? I, I think that's a lot. A lot of people have been saying that, and I kind of agree with it. I mean, they have everything. They they have the defense. They play really well together. Good chemistry. They have the veteran leadership in Chris Paul, a great floor general. They have the the superstar in Devin Booker, a guy who could put fifty up on a team. Like, they're just a really good team up and down. And Aiton stepped up. He's been kind of like that number one pick. He's been a great right. center. He's, an, he's, a, he's good defensively. He's big. He can score. He can move. So, we were at that We were at that draft. Remember that? Yeah, you know, that just popped up on my snap memories yeah. a couple days ago. Yes. Us ch- uh, chanting, we want Porter. Knicks were up on the clock. We want Michael Porter Jr. And Ooh, the Knicks get? picked Kevin Knox. Very nice. And Michael Porter Jr. is now, you know, scoring 20 a game. He was a most improved player candidate this year. That's good, though. No. Good thing we got Kevin Knox, good uh, Fortnite boy. Uh, and look at all these guys from that draft. I mean, I, Kevin Horder was in that draft on the Hawks who stepped up and yeah. scored 27. Um, Donovan Was that Donovan Mitchell? No, Donovan Mitchell was the year before. Right, okay. That draft was the Luka Doncic draft. Trae Young. Obviously, those guys weren't on the board when the Knicks were available. But these, the are, the these are superstars yeah. from that draft making impacts in the playoffs right now. And, yeah, so I, I think the Suns, they're the team I'm rooting for right now. I'm a Suns fan yeah. right now. I mean, they were, they've been my pick the whole time. I, I said I Were they really? Yeah, you know what? What are you not listening to me when we talk? Did you say that you said the Suns were going to win the championship? The Sun, I said I think the Suns are going to the finals. What? Really? I didn't think they were going to win cuz I thought the Nets were going to be in the oh, finals. Oh, okay. But I said, 
Suns to the finals. Here's some breaking news. Um, the Pistons win the number one overall draft pick. Rockets, Cavaliers, Raptors round out the top four. So it's Pistons, Rockets, Cavs, Raptors. You know, I was watching, uh, there was a TikTok on my uh, free page today, and I keep getting these stupid TikToks where these guys, they're like, oh, I'm a time traveler. Yes, and I people, just saved and, that. And people, like, think it's real. Like, I just some, saved it. Some people I was actually one of those people. believe it. And I was literally laughing. I'm like, people actually believe this. And he's like, the Toronto Raptors will get the first overall. But do they even, what pick do they have? Like, four? Yeah. I, I'm one of those people that believes oh, so you're it. you're gullible? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go back and check after the, Some the lottery's over. Some guy last week, he was like, Kevin Durant will score 62 points in Game 7, and the Nets will advance to the Eastern Conference. It's like, he wasn't if, you, if you he just talk like much. this and say anything, people will believe what and you're you, saying. And you got, like, the music in the bag. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the sound, suspenseful music. Yeah, and the, oh, my God, music. this guy's really a time traveler. You would think, you know, he would go to Vegas and bet on the game if he was a real time traveler instead of making TikToks. Maybe he did. Could you didn't. imagine that if you could time travel? I'd just go back in time and be like. Put $100,000 like, here, yeah. $100,000 there. Like, what What would be like. What's like a recent thing that'd be like a huge payout? Like, who's like. Was supposed to suck? The Knights when they won the finals? Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good call. The Nationals when they won the twenty nineteen right, World like Series. Right, that. Like, you just get a huge payout, dude. That's what I would do if I was time traveling. Look at you. Using the a, brain. I'm a genius. Using the brain. You got to get that money first, though. <laughs> yeah. Would you go to your parents and say, I am a time traveler. Yeah. I've seen this before. Give me Give a, me $100,000. Yeah. We will be rich. Yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy. Or you could just. I'll try it tonight. Or you just play it easy and do a lottery. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's easy. That's really easy. That actually is really easy. Because you only need five you only, Yeah, you need a dollar for I mean, a ticket. Take, take, take whatever you got in the bank account. <laughs> Put it on the one ticket. Yeah. You'll pay out nicely. Um. What else? What sports do we have here? Well, we we, we just touched up on all the, the NBA, so we're going we're going Suns Bucks finals. I think that'd be a fun finals. To I'm, see. I'd be excited for that. Yeah, I would genuinely be excited. Listen, for that. when the Nets lost, I got really excited because I'm like, it's any it's open now. Like you know, we're gonna see the Suns. Think about this. I know this. You know, it's like Captain Obvious, but when you think about it, you're like, wow, that's actually cool. The Suns Clippers Bucks or Hawks will be NBA champions. Like, I don't know. I just think that's cool. Like, the different. It's, yeah. There's more parity in the league, which yeah. is good. But at the same time, I wanted to see those superstars. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It would have been exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm excited for the parity. I'm excited that there's not one number one overall seed. Right. So, yeah, this should be an interesting finals. I If it's Bucks Suns, I would be very, very happy with that. Do you want to do the list now? Yeah. Or do you want to wait? Get, let's get into the list. Let's get into the list. Okay. We'll do it after the break. You want to do it after the break? Yeah. Why do you always seem surprised when I say we literally do because that? Because we've done that time. before. I said the structure of the show, we always do it after the break. But we've done it before the break before. Okay, if well, it, then we were wrong when we did do it. But if it ties into what we were talking about, no, we can do it. it. Suspenseful. We'll be right back. The SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Episode 17 of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. You want to get to our list now. After yelling at me before the break, we will finally get to our list, which is the top five most disappointing teams in the four major sports. Uh, this was fun. 
This is off of what the Nets had done. The Nets lost, and they were pretty disappointing. And, you know, just with all they had, the team and the hype around them, just inspired this list. All right? Yes, definitely. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. You actually always go first. Let me go first. Yeah. All right. Number five, we're going to start it off right here with the Nets. 2021 Nets. I think that this team, when they constructed it with Durant and Kyrie, it was projected to be a very good team, obviously, and they had a lot of depth, and then they made the trade for Harden, and, you know, when you have three superstars like that, it is, I mean, three of the best offensive players on one team maybe ever. Right. So, they didn't win. They obviously had injuries, but still, it was disappointing either way. The They are also my number five. Wow, look at that. Um, They would be higher if, like, if they everybody stayed healthy and they lost, they would be higher. But yeah, the the reason for you know they had some injuries and everything. We'll put them, we'll put them at number five. Like you said, hyped up team. Um, probably better on paper, not depth wise, but better big three than the the Warriors were. I'd say you yeah, know, Clay versus uh, Kyrie. I don't know, it's close. Anyways, yeah, they're my number five. My number four. Now all I. This is actually crazy. I, I had a couple teams that I knocked off the list. I had a, a, the Rangers from the 90s when they traded. They were on 94, but the 91 Rangers team, when they traded for Marc Messier, and they lost in the second round. I have all teams from this decade are on my list. Yeah, so Extremely so recent. Uh, numbers four, the 2017 Cleveland Indians. Okay. Now, this team lost to my New York Yankees in the ALDS in 2017. They went on a 22-game win streak, broke the record, longest win streak in MLB history. They had Cy Young winner Corey Kluber. They had MVP candidate Jose uh, Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Carrasco, Trevor Bauer. Like, this team was just stacked. And, like I said, they went on a 22-game win streak. They won over 100 games. They were the one seed in the AL. They took a 2-0 lead on the Yankees in a best-of-five series in the ALDS. After Game 2, which was a comeback, Lindor hit the Grand Slam, and then they walked it off in extra innings. I remember walking downstairs and saying to my brother, this is just the Indians' year. There's nothing we can do about it. Like They're just that good. And then they went on to lose three in a row to the Yankees and be eliminated in the ALDS. And they were in the World Series the year before. Yeah. So there was a lot of hype around them already. I remember that. They were my World Series. They seemed unstoppable that year. They really did. Yeah, you're right. All right. That was your number four, right? Yeah. My number four. Your brother's going to love this one. The 2014 Packers. Now, (laughs) they had a loaded, loaded team, okay? And they lost. They blew a lead in Seattle. Remember Brandon Bostick with the onside kick? Oh, God, yeah. He dropped the onside kick. And I put this, you know, because we're thinking about collapse, disappointment, and, and... I, was, I wasn't going to put this until I looked at the roster that year. And it really is unbelievable. I mean, they had they had Aaron Rodgers, obviously, Eddie Lacy. They had Devontae Adams, who was a rookie. Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson were both pro bowlers that year. They had Bakhtiari, Josh Sitton. They had a legit offensive line. The defense, Clay Matthews, was a pro bowler that year as well. Secondary was pretty good. They, they still had Micah Hyde. They had HaHa Clinton Dix as a rookie. Morgan Burnett. Sam Shields. So, pretty good defense. Stacks. Mike Daniels. Uh, Julius Peppers late in his career. He had seven sacks for that team. So, a pretty good team here. Defensive, obviously, offensively. Okay. Defensively, they were pretty good. That should have been a Super Bowl team. They blew the lead. 
and just the Packers in general, right? Right. Just disappointing. Yeah. My number three team. Very excited for this one. I love this one. And this, we kind of, we, you called me before and you were like, well, is this going to be over a long period of time? Yeah. And this one kind of is. So I picked a specific year for this team, the 2012 Nationals. Okay. Yeah. They were 98 and 64. I thought you were going to go 2015 Nationals because I was thinking about the Nationals too. Right. So that's where it ties in. You can go 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. They were picked every year to win the division. They won the division most years, not in 2015, but most years they did win the division. They were 98 and 64 in 2012. They lost to the Cardinals in the NLDS. This team was picked to go to the World Series every year, and they yeah. won their first playoff series in 2019 when they went on to go to win the World the Series. The one year people thought they weren't going to when they right. were talking about them trading Scherzer at the deadline. Yeah. The national, the, the, the Nationals, they've just they disappointed, and they were a very good regular season team and never made anything of it until 2019. I think that's a solid pick right there. Uh, my number three, uh, first team that popped to my head when we started talking about besides the Nets, when we talked about this list, whenever I think of teams that were really hyped up and didn't amount to anything, it's the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. This team, they were calling it the dream team. They got Namdi Asamoah from the, the Raiders, who was a great corner. Um, they had Michael Vick. They had LaShawn McCoy. They had Deshaun Jackson. Like I said, Namdi Asamoah. A couple more uh, signings in the offseason. Jason Babin. Um a bunch of signings in the offseason. Everyone was like, this is literally a dream team. That's what they were being called in the media. And you don't hear that much in football. And not only did they not win the championship, didn't even make the playoffs. 8-8. Eight 8-8 eight. Eight eight that year. Uh, so, yeah, with the with the uh, offseason hype leading up to that season, I had to put them on this list. Like I said, they're the first team that pops into my head when I talk about disappointments. Uh, my number two. Another hyped up offseason team that didn't amount to anything. The 2012 to 13 Los Angeles Lakers. This was they got Dwight Howard and they got Steve Nash and it was oh boy, we got a big 3, Steve Nash, Kobe, rest in peace and Dwight Howard. I mean I remember, you know, you remember this too just the the hype watching ESPN and they were like, "Oh my god, that Kobe, was all they ever Kobe's going to Kobe's going to win another three rings." Like it was insane. And Dwight Howard played like crap. Steve Nash, I think, was getting, you know, he was all banged up. And they, they, they just blew it up. I, I don't even know if it didn't even last another season. No, I don't think so. It was, that was brutal. I don't Massive have that disappointment. My, I don't have that on my list. Wow. But, yeah, you're 100% right about that. My number two, you just said him, the Philadelphia Eagles, the dream team, 2011, 1-8-8. I remember that. I was a... Diehard Giant. I I remember the I remember that Super Bowl when the Giants won that year in right. 2011. Very very clearly, I was at the parade. I remember the game, and I remember that year. The Eagles were supposed to be this team, and it was just great to have them miss the playoffs. Right. But yeah, you explained everything. They were loaded. Michael Vick was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, he was so so good, and they amounted to nothing. Couldn't happen to a better city. My number one, the 2004 New York Yankees. They blew the 3-0 lead to the Boston Red Sox. They had just, you know, one of the biggest reasons why they're actually on this list. If we were doing collapse, it would obviously, obviously yeah. be number one, too. But they had just traded for A-Rod yeah. in that offseason. And they A-Rod was supposed to go to the Red Sox, and a deal fell through. Yeah. 
And the Red Sox ended up beating them Did and going to the out, World Series. That came out at that time, right? That wasn't like late. Was that years down the line when that story came out? I don't uh, remember. Honestly, I think it was, but I'm not 100% they sure. They had a deal in place, right? And then it was like a failed physical or something. Garcia Parra was in it. Something happened and they didn't it didn't go through. Yeah. But yeah, a was supposed to be a Red Sox. He wasn't. He was a Yankee. And the Red Sox ended up beating him that year. So that's why that is number one on my list. That's a really good number one. Um... I think you're going to kick yourself when you hear my number one when you didn't put them on the really? list. Really? My number one, 2015-16 to 16 Golden State Warriors. Now, this was the 73-9 and nine Warriors team. I thought about it. How could you not put them on? They broke the record for the best regular season record ever. 73, they only wins. They only lost nine games. Broke the Bulls record of 72-10. and 10. Not only did they lose the finals but they had a 3-1 lead and that's when LeBron highlight of his career definitely came back the Cavs came back beat them in seven games that's a collapse on top of having a great team great expectations and just not getting it done that's my number one 73 and 9 Warriors blowing it they lost to the greatest player of all time they lost to a really really good team no one thought the Cavs are gonna win that no I know but I'm just saying before the series not definitely not dude. We, we During the series, yes, I agree with you. They you were want down to talk about a collab- I think not. Not even before this. Before the series, too. They were I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a foregone conclusion. I don't think it was a foregone conclusion. I thought LeBron obviously had a chance. But the three-one collapse. I mean, they got. Yes. No, you're right. That was like the first time we saw something like that, and then all of a sudden, people left and right started. If we were doing collapses, running. yeah, that would have been on my list. But disappointing, they lost. Yeah, it was I obviously disappointing, disappointing, but they lost to the greatest player of all time. I think that's pretty disappointing. All right, so just to recap, my list, number five, the 2021 Brooklyn Nets. I almost said New Jersey Nets. Number four, the 2014 Green Bay Packers. Number three, the 2012 and really through 2015 Washington Nationals. The tw- Number two, 2011 Eagles. And number one, the collapse in 2004 of the New York Yankees. Five, 2020, 2021 Nets. Uh, four, 2017 Indians. Three, 2011 Eagles. Two, 2012, 2013 Lakers. And one, 2015, 2016 Golden State Warriors. Those are our lists. Let's head to baseball now. Where do you want to start? Let's, uh, well, hmm. Where do we want to start? I'd rather the not let's talk, talk about the Mets. Yeah, let's talk about the Mets. <laughs> Talk about the Mets. Marcus Stroman has left this game with hip tightness in his left hip. So, the pain continues. Conforto was supposed to be activated tonight. He wasn't activated tonight. This is tonight being Tuesday night against the Braves. He wasn't activated. Why? What was raining? They they weren't starting him tonight anyway. So, they said, okay, we won't activate him. But, also, part of it was the Syracuse Mets, the AAA team in which he was playing with just now, rehabbing, they have a COVID-19 issue. So, why is this interesting? Why is the COVID-19 issue in Syracuse interesting? Well, number one, Brandon Nimmo is rehabbing there right now. He's be back in a week, just about. The second issue is the Mets have so, have had so many doubleheaders. They have another one on Saturday that they don't have many starters. Lucchese's now out for the year. Tommy John surgery. Robert Gazelman's out six to eight weeks. He's a long man. Jerry Familia's out. He's he has a whatever a hip and neck and pinch and hip and pinch something like right. that. Now Strowman's out. The Mets don't know who's starting tomorrow, Wednesday night. They don't know who's starting Wednesday night. 
that's why this is an issue. Because if you want to call somebody up from AAA, they might have COVID. They might not be able to come up. So the Mets got real issues right now. I came on this show last week, and I had said, I love the Mets. I love where this team is at. They had just taken three of four from the Cubs. They had pitched well in the series. The hitting wasn't great, but they got by. Won three out of four. I can't even tell you how much of a 360 I've taken. I mean, first of all, more injuries, right? Second of all, they have just not hit. They haven't hit. They're arguing balls and strikes right now. They have not hit. They've scored in the last seven days. They're averaging 1.9 runs. That's brutal. Wow. So, not a lot is going right for them right now. And if they lose another starter, this is going to... This really can go down a really bad path. They have a four-game lead on the division as of right now. But again, you, you have games. You have four games against the Phillies this weekend. Right. You have, you know, this is the third game against the Braves. And this is not a good time to deal with injury and start playing this badly. We had said last week this is going to be, you know, make or break for this team. We're really going to see what they're made of. And, I mean, it's not fair, but at the same time, they're not making anything Listen, of it. I, I think the Mets... I don't think they're a World Series team right now. I think they they need to get healthier, obviously, and they could use maybe one more piece at the deadline, maybe offensively. Listen, they the Mets have a very good team across the board when healthy. I think they're lacking a little star power, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Right now, yeah. Um, but this division is has just turned out to be so bad. I think as long as they, you know. This is kind of not easy to say because they haven't stayed healthy. But as long as they stay somewhat healthy and, and, and keep playing the way they are, I think they might just win this division by default. They've smacked adversity in the face. They've dealt with a lot. And they, obviously injuries. They've dealt with DeGrom going down. They've dealt with you know guys in the bullpen. They've dealt with five out of nine of their opening day lineup go down. Right. So they've dealt with a lot they've smacked adversity right in the face and they're four games ahead of the division they've been in first place since for six weeks now longer than six weeks yeah it just kind of feels like it's coming to an end they were hitting they really really were they were hitting throughout that span they were hitting against the Padres they were hitting against you know other teams and I use the Padres as an example because they pitched so well yeah but they didn't have trouble scoring you know against them it's just it doesn't look good right now. If they can't score, especially with the injuries to this rotation, it, it doesn't look right. good. Right. Listen, there's going to be ups and downs, obviously. They can't just skate by anymore with all these guys hurt. Um, the magic on these bench players and this bench mob, it's great to have yeah. depth. And, you know, guys like Pilar and VR and even McKinney, although he's sucked, and other guys that have stepped up here that belong on the bench, guess what? They belong on the bench, yeah. and that's where they got to be. They can't, they need Conforto. They need they need a lot. Lonzo's, I mean, he's what every power header is. He's streaky. Listen, what I, what I was about to say was you need these guys back, but names are names. You got to hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we keep, we're beating a dead horse with Francisco Indoor, but the guy's got to hit. You know, he, he, he seems like... He's going to go he, – he's back. He has a couple good games. He had that uh, three-hit game where he hit two homers and drove in five. But it doesn't seem like he could get a nice, you know, 20-game stretch. He's way too streaky. You know what I mean? Like Way too streaky. And he's not – that's not what he is. Alonzo, yeah, we know Alonzo's streaky. We know Kittenfordo's streaky. Yeah. But, listen, like they're pinch-hitting pitchers right now. 
Oh my God, J- they, Jared Eichoff. I didn't Jared even know he was I- on the Mets. He started last night. Gave him four scoreless innings. They just pinched at David Peterson before. What the hell? Why do they not have bench players? They don't. They don't have anybody. No, like actually, like they don't have any hitters on the Thomas bench. Thomas Nito got hit by a pitch in the hand. He stayed in the game yesterday, but they called up Patrick Mazika, who's the backup catcher as of right now. So they're not going to pinch at him. I don't know what they're saving the other guy. I don't even know who. Oh, VR's hurt. Yeah, I know VR's hurt. Right. I forgot to mention that VR got hurt last night. It's just, yeah. I mean, this it's is crazy. where they're the injury, at. The injury bug. With if this you team. asked me last week, I would have said, I said on this show, I said on a radio show that they, they, if they may, if they get healthy, if they make a move the deadline to grab one more pitcher, they're a World Series team. Right. I mean, I don't feel that way right now. No. Clearly, I don't. This can listen. I don't want to sound uh, pessimistic here, but. This can easily spiral into the Mets end up being, you know, finishing the season under 500. Like this that week right here, happen. this yeah. week right here is what can be the difference. That easily could happen. And but it sucks because it, it, it is just injuries at the worst time. We yeah. know they can play. They know we know they have a really good team. They, you know, baseball is a crazy game. The season's so there's so many games. We could be coming back here next week, and the Mets could have won six, you know, six or seven. And they're hitting again, and we're talking about again them them being possible. You know they're gonna win the division. Who knows? Can, are they can, are they good enough to get to the World Series? You just baseball is just a weird game, um, but they the bottom line is they gotta get healthy. And listen, there's a concern about Degrom. He keeps getting these little nagging injuries. Luckily last night he pitched very well and no problems. So. You got to you got to keep out of the woods with him yet. Yeah, you're not out of the woods, but, but it looks good. Right. The thing is about this team which really does stink is that okay, let, let's say they're in a playoff series, right? Let's say and I'm not even going to put Carrasco or Syndergaard into this scenario. Let's say you line it up, DeGrom, Stroman, Walker, right? Yeah. You guys have been great this season. 7 games against whoever. Game 1 you got DeGrom you feel incredibly good about your chances. You're probably going to win that game. Oh, that was... Wow, they just missed a terrible call on Michael oh A. Taylor. Oh, my God. Garrett Cole. That was a terrible call. And he's going to take him out right now. Yeah. Uh, two men on here in the seventh with two outs. Actually, no. He's just talking to him. Um, but anyway, back to the Mets, unfortunately. Listen, just real quick, I just want to say. The only thing that concerns me about DeGrom... And I don't want to, like, do the kiss of death thing right here. But things are going, like, so well for him right now. You just, it's just, it's in the back of your mind. You're what like, do you you're mean waiting. so well? Like, he's literally has a .5 ERA. I'm saying performance-wise. Like, he's looked so, Tell me so, so well. freaking good. He's looked so freaking good, but he's dealt with injury. I'm How can telling, you say can this you is going me, I'm well? I'm saying things look really good for him right now, right? He's The way he's pitching. He's literally, people are talking about them breaking Bob Gibson's record. Like, There's he a knot in my stomach every time he starts. Exactly. What do you mean, That's... feel good? I don't feel good when he's on the mound. God. He's been was... pitching well, yes, I understand that. But he's what that unhittable. Say, when things are going that well, this guy's batting 450. He's got a .5 ERA. He looks like freaking Babe Ruth out there. You're always waiting for that hammer to come down. What do you mean hammer to come down? Do you, like, not know expressions? Like, it's going to go bad or he's going to get hurt? He's gonna get hurt. That's what I'm saying. You all. That's always in the back of your mind. I every game he pitches is in the back of my okay, mind. What do you point. mean? You know when you're in life, right? You're you're 
uh, you're doing good in school, you, you get a girlfriend, this and that. Like Yeah, and then a grandparent things, dies. Yeah, Shit exactly, happens. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Things are going really well, and you're like, you know, things are kind of going too well for me right now. Exactly. I hope the hammer doesn't come down on me right now. That's what I'm talking about. The problem I hope is, that doesn't happen. And I really do genuinely hope that does not happen. I would hate to see that happen. The problem is, is, yeah, every time he pitches, that's in the back of my mind. He's pitching way too well. He's playing way too well, whatever it is. And we're just waiting for that big one. I, I know. Whether it's Tommy John, whether it's something with his shoulder, whether it's this, whether it's so that. damn hard, too. And he doesn't have to throw this hard. He but he doesn't, doesn't even look like... He's not, you know, grunting every pitch and, you know... Falling off the mound, like he, it looks like he's just grooving it in there. The other and then, day, boom, one on one. You're like, what? The other day, yesterday when he pitched on on what was it Monday night? I was watching it at my sister's graduation. Just on my phone like this. Yeah. But he, he keeps moving his shoulder like this every time, and like he was fine. He, he would do it, and then he would strike Acuna on a hundred right. mile per hour fastball. Like you said, he's just, I don't know. It's of course it it's scares scary. me every it scares me every single time the guy takes the mound, okay. I don't need to hear the hammer drop, oh my okay. God. I, I don't need to hear that. You don't so have to remind me. Well, you know what? I'm sensitive. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's drop two hundred sixty dollars and go watch this garbage team play this week. We're going tomorrow. Two hundred sixty dollars. Well, I the tickets. Oh, that was your Father's Day gift for your dad. Yeah, still, still That's money. Look at Garrett Cole. Cole gets out on. of the inning. Seventh inning here. The 2 2 Yankees. Let's talk about them because I don't feel All like right, talking yeah. about this crap anymore. Okay. Who's hurt? Who's not hurt? Who's All right. You want to talk about some more frustrating? I mean, I feel like every time we talk about the Yankees, it's the same thing. Why is this guy not playing? What, what, you know, why, why did Boone do this? And again, it's the same crap. Gary Sanchez looks like 2017 Gary Sanchez right now. I mean, the guy's playing out of his mind. He's probably, if there was an AL MVP for, you know, each month, he's the AL MVP right now. Oh, yeah? The guy's got like an 1,100 OPS. He's batting in the 300s. He's hitting homers. Uh, he's single-handedly won the Yankees a couple games. He had a pinch hit home run. Then on uh, this weekend against the Athletics, he had a two-run go-ahead double. The Yankees won 2-1. to one. The game, they had the triple play, which, by the way, is insane. That the fact that they have three triple three plays Three triple year. plays, and that one ended the game. So, the big question is, why is Gary Sanchez not in the Yankees lineup Tonight, uh, Tuesday, which is well, Wander Franco hit a Wander Franco's first home run. For I mean, first hit is a game tying three run shot wow. against the Red Sox. That's incredible. Number one prospect just called up. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, so Tuesday night, Yankees are playing the Royals right now. First game of the series. Gary Sanchez is not in the lineup. Now it has become obvious that Kyle Higashioka is Garrett Cole's personal catcher. Oh, I'm okay with that. Right? So the, so if you want to have your own personal catcher, that's fine. The thing I have the problem with is Garrity's bat should still be in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So, not only is Gary's bat not in the lineup today, but the Yankees are playing tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, and they're playing Thursday during the day. So, the rule across the MLB now is you don't play a catcher day game after a night game. So, he's not going to play Thursday. So, he's probably not going to play Thursday. So... My point is, the Yankees have made John Carlos Stanton into this statue that can't play the outfield anymore, so he just clogs up the DH spot, and you can't rest guys like Gary Sanchez or, you know, if if, if you want to DH Gary on uh, either Tuesday night or Thursday, you can't do it because Stanton's taking up the DH spot. So, that's on the Yankees' management. They're screwing up again, so Gary Sanchez is not in the lineup, so he hasn't swung about now in two days because they had an off day on Monday, and then he's not playing tonight. 
you know, I was thinking about this. Why wouldn't they just bench Stanton tonight? I would like, I would rather do that and DH Gary. You're gonna bench Stanton probably Thursday. Yeah, do. probably. That's well, they better. If oh my god, if Gary Sanchez is not in the lineup on Thursday, that would be how good has he ridiculous. been? I haven't even like paid it. I haven't even realized. Like you're talking about him, like seriously, like this good. I I'll, haven't I'll even. I'll baseball um, reference right now for you. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna look on. No, don't don't look it up. I got it. I'm gonna look it oh, up on Yahoo, Yahoo because it gives me two weeks. No, one Yahoo's month. whack. No, it's 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 Yahoo's whack. Yahoo's whack. Last month he has six home runs, fourteen RBIs. He's batting three ten with a three eighty on base and a six forty eight slugging. The last two weeks. Nah, see that's that's wrong. What do you mean that's wrong? It's not. That's not giving you a proper representation. This is the month of June. He's batting three fifteen with five home. I think he also hit a home run like the last day of May. But he's batting 315 with five home runs, a 362 on base, a 704 slugging. He's a 1,066 OPS. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, all right, that's really, really good. Um, and he's not in the lineup. He's gonna be. He's literally gonna be an All Star, which is crazy to think. Gary Sanchez is probably gonna be an All Star in the American the League. He'll probably be Salvador Perez's backup. Yeah. So I don't know. That, that's my take on it. it. I'm I'm sick and tired of this. The way the baseball is now, the Yankees are a very poorly managed team. It seems like not the way baseball is. The way Aaron Boone is, he's the he must be the only manager in baseball, especially a manager that's played that doesn't believe in hot and yeah. cold streaks. Which is un- I, I don't know how you could do. Uh, I had my first baseball game of the summer last night. I went up to the plate. I hadn't faced live pitching since last summer. I literally looked like a moron at the plate. Like I, you know, I changed my batting stance in the middle of the at bat because I was like, you know, this doesn't feel right. So I changed my batting stance like. I'm just not seeing the ball well to start off right now. And that's what happens as a hitter. Sometimes the ball looks like a beach ball, and sometimes the ball looks like a peanut. But apparently, according to Aaron Boone, no, that doesn't happen. Every every guy's a robot, and there's no such emotion or mental... Or hot and cold. Or something to the game. Yeah, it's just everything's coincidental, I guess. I know you're, um, you're upset about Major League Baseball and enforcing this rule with the sticky stuff and... The checking pitchers whenever they want. The umpires have checked pitchers now for the past, well, Monday and Tuesday now, starting on the 21st. It's, it's inconvenient for everyone. Yeah, not for the viewer, but yes, for... for the No, for the view. All right, maybe not for the viewer, because don't they do it, like, in between innings? Yeah. For the pitchers and for yeah. the umpires, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. The umpires are them. worried about calling the game. Now you got to tell them, hey, you got to, you know, check these pitchers now in between innings. Just do random checks. Yeah, uh... Jacob DeGrom, the the Mets were the first team to play on Monday. Nice play by Mikel Franco. Um, the Mets were the first team to play on Monday. That's not Mikel Franco. That's not Mikel Franco? No, I don't even think he's on the Royals. He's anymore. not. He's on the Orioles. Yeah. That's, that's on me. It looked like Mikel Franco. The hair. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long day. It's been yeah. a long week. It's been a long everything. Oh, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. Long. It, it's good. We're going to the Mets game. Looks good. We're going to the Met game tomorrow. Excited. Okay, so we're going to the Met game. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm really not a Mets hater, but Merlo knows this. The Braves are like my NL team because Freddie Freeman is my favorite player in the league, right? And I just went to Lids last week, and I wasn't even going to buy anything, but I just walked in. I'm like looking at some hats, and I see this Braves hat, and I'm like, this Braves hat's really nice. Like, So I bought it, and I've been wearing it a little. I've been wearing it around, right? So we're going to the game tomorrow. And who are the Mets playing? The Braves. So I'm like, hmm. I also have a Ronald Acuna jersey I bought like two years ago. So 
I'm considering wearing it, but then again, I don't want to be that guy because I remember when we were going to the Yankee game, Merlo, well, you were going to wear Met stuff when I was there. I didn't wear Met stuff. Wear Met stuff. Well, I Luke wore, did. Luke wore a Mike Piazza t-shirt. Luke's while an yeah, idiot. But the Yankees weren't playing the Mets. They were playing the Blue Jays. So, I, I see, figure, you know, I'm dressed for the occasion here. Is that out? It looks like it. Yeah. Would he reach oh, was over? that fan interference? Luke Voigt just hit a ball to left field. It may have been touched by a fan. Mike, That's Mike Lake Taylor, right in center? Yeah. Left. He went to go um, jump for the ball, and it may have looked like a fan reached over and grabbed it. We're going to look at the replay now. But anyway, yeah, so I wore to the Yankee game. We went to one of the doubleheaders they played against the Blue Jays in, what was that, May? Late May, early June? Yeah, that was late May. That's oh, a, oh, he, he wasn't gonna over. no, he wasn't gonna catch it. That's not a home run. But he did reach over. Don't they just call it an out? They might call it a ground rule double. See, he wasn't gonna catch that. No, it's both of them too because the guy on the left and the gray kind of hits the ball and yeah. taps it, and then the guy in the white jersey he goes to catch it, but it wasn't right. gonna be. It wasn't gonna be a home run, I don't think. But yeah, I don't know what they're calling it. Are yeah, they calling they, it a home run? They can't call that a home run. Well, they're not calling it a triple if the fan touched it. See, that guy hits it there. Yeah. I think that might have bounced over if the guys didn't touch it. Maybe. It wouldn't have cleared it, but it might have hit the top of the wall and then bounced over. Maybe. They, yeah. That, they, they the can't. Morons in left field. They can't call that a home run. Well, that's what happens when you have a, you know, a short porch all, all around and oh you got God, a short porch. 320 it's, feet. Oh, yeah. 320. That's the left center field. Mm-hmm. Jackass. What's that? 350. Oh, oh you're your field with your stupid cutouts. You guys had to change the fences because you were so stupid. The okay, idiots built it. Idiots, idiots did that. It's not me. I don't. I don't agree with those owners. But anyway, Listen. so let's get back to the Yankee game because this this asshole over here, excuse my language, wants to wear a Braves jersey to a Mets game. I wear a nice WFAN T-shirt. And I you're wearing that to. Oh, you're talking about the Yankee game. Yeah, and I wore a Mets hat. Okay, it's, you can't tell it's a Mets hat. Okay, because it has the skyline on like where the logo would be, and it's blue and orange. And then on the back of it, where you know, like you would adjust, it was a fitted, and it said a Mets logo and then city. So it was really yeah, tough then, to tell then whether or not. Yeah, people in the you know by the shacks, and you're oh, let's go Mets. You know, see so guy in a Met uniform or Met jersey or whatever. Of let's course, go no, you kidding me? Yeah. Don't be saying that in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, we're you'll going get, over saying uh, let's go Mets. I saw a couple of guys. I saw a guy in a Doc Gooden jersey. So yeah, I am representing. All right, that. so yeah, hell yeah, I'm I'm repping the Ron Acuna jersey, Ma. Great, great. We're repping, and then you're gonna get screamed at. Oh, yeah. A bunch of passionate soft Mets fans. Yeah, well, we're going to be soft tomorrow. I can bet you that. That is, that's not Michael A. Taylor. I'm really getting my players wrong. I think that's Gerard Dyson. Dyson. Yeah, Michael A. Taylor does play for he's them now, right? He's back with the Royals, Gerard Dyson. Yes, he does play for them. He's playing center field right now. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Yeah, he hit that. The, the Royals pitcher just mouthed it after watching the replay. He hit that. Oh, yeah, like he knows anything. Yeah, well, he can clearly tell. They're taking a long time with this review. Listen, I want to I wanna touch around the league now. Yeah, I was about to say, is there anything else you want to get to? There's, we got some semi-big news. Byron Buxton broke his hand, and he just came back from ba- the IL. Batting 400. Yeah, just came back from the IL. He played like three games. And what I originally put in the script for the show, what the hell are they saying? Stay at third? They might, yeah, they, they might call him a third. Because he got the ball in. Because he threw the ball in after. So that, that works. That's bizarre. That's that's Even fair. with the fan touching it, that's crazy. What Anyways, would you do? Call him out? Call him, call it a ground rule double because the fan touched it. Okay. I can see that. Anyways, um, 
So Buxton gets hurt, and what I originally put in the show was, are the Twins going to be sellers at the deadline? And he was going to be a big need. He was having a great season. A lot of teams need center fielders, including the Yankees. And now, obviously, that's out of the question. Who, long's he, who knows how long he's going to be out for? But I think we, we're starting to enter that deadline talk, and the Twins can be big sellers, and you got a couple names that could be thrown around like uh, Nelson Cruz. You're crazy if you thought Byron Buxton was even going to be thought of Why being not? traded. They were never going to trade him. I don't know. That's a guy you build around. That's not a guy you he's trade. Not, he's not 22 anymore, though. How old is he? Let's I think he's like late 20s. I think he's going to be 28, something like that. And he's a guy who's struggled with injuries his entire career. I don't. I wouldn't trade him, especially after that year he was off to. Nelson Cruz is the most obvious trade piece. He's 27. Oh, yeah. Cruz is gone. Yeah. Cruz is gone. Michael Pineda's having a pretty good year. He's gone. Donaldson might be gone. Donaldson could be gone. And they might even trade Barrios. That would be wild. Jose Barrios, which I would be so for if I was the New York Mets. Go there. Give him Ronnie Mauricio or whatever his name is. Damn, go bring Ronnie Mauricio? Get him out. He's blocked. Although, you need to see. He can play second. He can play third. He can play third. third. He's huge. You need to see him. He he's put switch on hitter, too, right? Switch hitter. He has power now. He yeah, he's grew. on my uh, Diamond Dynasty team. I yeah, he's, he's a beast. So, I keep thinking when the AC goes on, it's starting to pour rain. Yeah, it does sound like that. Kind of. Like on the roof or something. We but got more around the league news. Shohei Otani. Home run derby. He, he had an awesome week. He did. He won AL Player of the Week. He had a six, win. Home he had six home runs. Six home Six innings in he, the in I think he's going to win the MVP. He's got to if he's healthy. I mean, who I else mean, would win? Vlad. Vlad might win. No. It's got to. No. It. Vlad's tearing no, the cover no, off the no, ball. No, no, no. Nothing to discredit what Vlad's doing. Otani's pitching well, and he's tied for the league leading home runs. It's, it has to be Otani. He's pitching very well. I mean, he's, Listen, their, he's their guy. The only thing is, do you get, like, if I had a Yankee in the home run derby right now, do you get a little nervous for them? I got that for Judge because a lot of guys we see, oh, that's a Yankee lead in a wild pitch. Wow, we'll take that. Um, but you get nervous with some of these guys go to the home run derby and then they have terrible second hands. Yeah. Screw their swing up or they hurt themselves swinging as hard as they could at the home run derby. I don't get like nervous, nervous, but another back of your mind kind of a thing. Kind of back of the mind. When Alonzo was in the 2019 home run derby, I wasn't really thinking of it too much. Right. Also, the Mets really weren't like in it, in it at the time. They ended up being in it at the end of the year, but yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. Alonzo's going to be in it. I'm not worried about it, really. But ask me when I get yeah. closer. All right, that's really it for the news around the league. The only thing left we have to touch on, Islanders got absolutely destroyed. You don't want to talk about that. Ain't nothing by the Lightning. What a joke. There's not really much to talk about. There's not much positives that came from that game. Uh, they just got a... Well, this episode will be on the night they're playing. So, Wednesday night... They just got to forget about that game. They're back in the barn. Could be, potentially. The last game at the barn. The last game ever at the barn. You see the Islanders, they already sold out the season tickets next year in the UBS wow. Center. Yeah. Wow. The bank, that's what they're calling it. The bank? Because UBS is a bank, and they bought the naming rights, so they're calling it the bank. Okay. I like nice, that. right? I like yeah. that, too. The bank. Head to the bank for... A playoff well, game next the year. the bank is, you know, a, a ring ceremony next Hopefully year. we're robbing the bank soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was so a funny. joke last night. But um, hopefully, again, you know, they, they bounce back and they don't make this the last game at the barn. They right. will have to, if they do win, they'll have to go back to Tampa and find a way to win. They're going to have to, like, steal the game. They're going to have to steal that game because 
I mean, the, the Lightning, have play, after that game one loss, they pretty much played perfect at home. Yeah. And the Islanders weren't even close. I mean, they lost that game 4-2. The uh, game two, they lost 4-2 in Tampa. Yeah. But that game wasn't close at all. I mean, listen, the Islanders played terrible, but we didn't even, you know, the Lightning played, played perfect. fantastic. Perfect. Like, they played unbelievable, the Lightning. So, we'll see how it ends up. A lot of people, you know, the Lightning were definitely the favorites in the series. People were picking them to win the Stanley Cup. And rightfully so. I mean, they won it last year, and they still have all their stars there. But we'll see what happens. Hockey's a crazy game. You could lose 8 nothing, and then they could win the next game. You, easily, come, so. you come back and win the game 3-2, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm hoping. So we have no questions. We have no voicemails. Please send us questions. Send us voicemails. Hardlinesportstalk at gmail.com. I'm going to put it in the description. Anything else you got to say? Nope. That's it. Hopefully, uh, Yankees here, they... Um, can finalize this victory bottom seven up three two and hopefully the new york mets can get healthy we'll healthy we'll be at the game tomorrow so we will speak to you guys uh what is that friday friday, friday. have a good week